Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to Diamond sponsor Ventivid, Platinum sponsor Podium and Titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk. Welcome to Performance Hub with Dean Evans. Whispering Loudly is the Workshop Whisperer podcast and today is a Performance Hub episode with Dean Evans. Dean is going to talk to us about what today, Dean? Going to talk about um, the pathway to elite performance. Oh, wow. Awesome. Welcome again, Dean. Looking forward to uh, what we're discussing today. So tell us, uh, you've got three steps for us to follow to elite performance. What are they? Yeah, so um, this is a pattern that um, revealed itself through the four years that I spent with one of Australia's uh, NBL teams, the Adelaide 36ers. And um, when I say revealed itself, because uh, myself and a colleague of mine uh, were brought in to uh, help the playing group uh, with their uh, emotional management and mental preparation pre-game, in-game and post-game, really about how they get the, 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 the best out of themselves. And what I started to notice uh, over those four years was... The way in which each one of those athletes could perform in practice when they were scrimmaging, you know, preparing for a game, in almost every case, outshone what they would do in a game. Now, let me just clarify that. The shots they'd take, the plays they'd run, the way in which they would communicate with each other, um, their willingness and daringness to do something new, try something different, was almost unparalleled to a game. And it got me thinking, well, you know, what sort of created that? Now, at the time, I was also doing some, uh, some work with uh, you know, high-level corporate executives. And there was this, this pattern that, 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 again, started to appear in that field. I called it perform perfect, please. Um, and it seemed to attach itself to those high-achieving individuals that were driven to perform in any circumstance, right? They seem to carry around with them just an incredible amount of of self-initiated pressure, which when, yeah, so an internal pressure, and when an external, when an external pressure was applied to that as well, they tend to crumble, you know? They they doubt themselves, they um, shrink under the spotlight. So the first step that I noticed of that was the performance, right? They were, they were just driven to perform. Uh, on a previous episode, we talked about, uh, you know, um, workaholics, how they are just driven to work. Well, in many cases, these individuals were just driven to perform. They, they loved competition, um, either against themselves or against others. So that was number one. They, they, you know, they were just driven to perform. But the interesting part was that for these high achievers, they had this incessant need to perfect their performance so they were looking for perfection now that's always interesting right because you think about in 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 most situations of life what are we told we're told to uh you know set a goal then work hard to achieve it um but in many cases you don't necessarily hit that target on your first attempt your second attempt your third attempt right and so if you don't hit your target or even if you do someone will say well you know what you just got to set your goals higher and work harder so you raise the bar on your expectations you work harder and harder and harder you know, in the vain hope of perfecting what you do. And when you look at it, in many cases, you'll miss your target again. What would they say to you? Well, you just got to raise your goal again and work harder. And all we're teaching ourselves is to work harder and harder and harder and harder. 
But the question that I started asking myself was, why? Why are these otherwise good-natured, good-hearted, good-intentioned people slogging themselves, working themselves this hard? And then it started to become really, really apparent. It's because they had this, this idealistic nature in their head that they were going to please someone. Now, I'll just say it straight out. In most cases, this tended to be uh, you know, a high male authority figure in their life. Uh, not always the case, but in many cases that. So what do they set up? This pattern of perform, you know, you've got to perform. You've got to perfect it. So your performance has to be flawless, just perfect. And you're hoping that that person, that, that really important person, close person to you is going to somehow come along to you and pat you on the shoulder, ruffle your hair and say, good job, son. I'm really proud of you. In the sporting world, it was the coach. Um, in uh, in the professional world, uh, it was often you know their boss, their manager, their leader. But in almost every case, that never happened. It never happened. So you know these individuals were essentially chasing a ghost. They had created this approach to the thing they loved, be it sport or work, but put these standards, expectations around themselves that actually made it really, really unenjoyable. They almost fell out of love with what they were doing. So how do we fix this? You know, how do we put the crack in this? It was simple. We just said, well, let's just make everything practice. Let's actually take the pressure off, right? A game is practice. A day in your workplace is practice. A conversation with a disgruntled customer or a disgruntled team member is practice. You will never, ever play the perfect game. You will never, ever be the perfect leader, run the perfect day, have the perfect business. You know, there will be flaws, cracks, problems in everything you do every single day. So what if we just took the pressure to be perfect off and we just said, well, hey, let's approach everything as practice. Mm. So every day is an opportunity to, you know, show up or really turn up, turn on, and then turn in a better performance than you did yesterday in whatever avenue or sphere of, of uh, you know, work that you're in. Um, and that suddenly started to make quite a difference, particularly to the playing group, because they could relax a little more. You know, you're going to win some games, you're going to lose some games. Some that you're expected to win, you'll lose. Some you're expected to lose, you'll win. But everything became practice. And with that, it meant that they didn't get so hard on themselves. They were able to look for those, you know, small but significant areas that that each individual player could improve that collectively would raise the overall performance of the team. So everything became practice. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whispering loudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team. So let's talk about how this might show up in our listeners' auto repair shops. And I know, you know, I've been thinking of lots of examples as you've been talking of how it shows up differently uh, in the male to the female when I'm having our coaching calls with our clients. For, for me, what springs up immediately on the perfection side of things and um, not wanting to produce something unless it was perfect, very much when I'm talking to the uh, female shop owners and they're talking about their social media or they're talking about getting their written procedures done, they don't produce a final result because they believe it's not perfect so that it doesn't go out. So we have no marketing and we have no written systems. How do you see it playing out for men? 
Yeah. In um, the workshop. Yeah, well, to use a basketball parlance, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, mm. you know. Not selling all the work available on every car. So you start to think that what you need is more cars, mm. you know, but you're not, you're not maximising the repair order on every vehicle that comes through. Rushing through the day rather than stopping to uh, have some sort of quality check or quality control mechanism in it, you know, mm. so you're not getting customers coming, you're having to bring their cars back in. To sort of, again, generalist um, statement here, for a man, um, generally how the perfectionist pattern comes up is about putting themselves first. They want to look perfect, you know, they want to have, want to be able to solve every problem for themselves, be involved in every conversation, um, have a finger in every single uh, you mm. know, pie of the business. They won't extract themselves from it. They kind of make themselves, uh, you know, all roads run through them. Mm. So they actually become the bottleneck, the block, the barrier to the shop growing. Mm. On the female side, they tend to put everyone else ahead of themselves. So, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, their partner, their kids, maybe the pets, perhaps the gardener or the housekeeper if you're lucky enough. So they actually just, uh, you know, de-escalate their sense of importance. And uh, because, again, you know, mother's guilt being a thing, mm. uh, they start to feel or society tends to suggest, that, you know, if you put yourself before everyone else, then you're inverted commas selfish. So they mask that by putting everyone else's needs above themselves so again they create a life that that looks good on the outside feels terrible on the inside Mm. uh, because they're not getting what they need they're depleting themselves emotionally mentally physically every day and yet haven't stopped to pause to fill themselves up so again we have you know thinking of of the man woman Mm. uh, you know partners we've got two people who are depleting themselves daily um, but haven't yet discovered a way to uh, fill themselves up so what do we get this perform perfect please if i perform as a uh, you know as, as a woman uh, and i try and perfect that then you know what hey i'm gonna i'll eventually you know please the people around me again i think that i'll please themselves it just doesn't happen and the man's the same perform perfect please but it never that accolade that recognition never comes so our fix here once you recognize that you're you're doing all of these things and it doesn't feel great for you on the inside is to flip the frame and revert everything back to a practice situation so where you may have had fear around just posting that social media uh, or that marketing that you'd put together just practice get that out there see what it looks like see what reaction you get it's an experiment if you don't believe that your systems are perfect and you don't want to press publish and run your team through the training just put it out there if there's any gaps you and the team will work your way Mm. through it and on the the flip side with um, having everything run through you that would be to uh, look at who's on your team and who can actually help you out delegation is a function of leadership and if you're not delegating then you are not leading yeah 100 percent. that would be open that opens up an entire different dialogue uh to talk about uh, you know if you're not delegating you're not leading um but I would say this, you know, when you when you were saying before, Rach, uh, you know, if you haven't done social media before, just put the post out there, just do it. You know, most people's fear is around, well, what if this doesn't work? So you know what? If you want to short circuit that, go and find someone else who's already done the practice that you need to do to get the result you want. Go and find out what they did, how they did it, and copy that. Yeah. That's the fastest way. Uh, it's the best practice you can ever do because it, 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 it's not quantity. 
you know, putting out posts that tank, you know, putting out 100 posts that tank, it's quality. You know, within 10, you're getting the response you want because someone's already done the trial and error and they've got a method that, that delivers the result consistently. Go find them, work with them, learn from them, do what they did because their long road will become your shortcut to success. Take a smoke out and review us on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen. And for you listening out there, if, uh, you know, you have no idea where to start in terms of, um, you know, reaching out to people that might have already walked the path that uh, you want to walk, come and join our free Facebook group called Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop with the Workshop Whisperer. Uh, We have a couple of thousand shop owners in there that are sharing their best practice every single day. So uh, jump on Facebook and look us up, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop. Dean, thanks so much for sharing uh, another amazing um, round of insights for our Performance Hub series. You're welcome, Rach. Always a pleasure to be on. And if you have a question uh, regarding how to help your auto repair shop grow, make sure you shoot us an email to admin at workshopwhisperer.com and we will answer your question on one of our upcoming Workshop Whispers episodes. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to Diamond sponsor Ventivid, Platinum sponsor Podium, and Titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk.